welcome to the Spectral Side. I'm your host, John Martell. This is my co-host, John Stucker. We're so glad to join us. This is our very first uh, hour-long show. With uh, a theme. With a theme, too. And what is that thing, my good man? We're going to be talking about demons, the dark side, and apparently the things that can hold them. No, we're not referring to the dark side. We're just saying the dark side. The dark side. We're not talking about the I am your father. Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am your father. Yeah, we're not doing that dark side. We're no, talking no, about no. The, the other dark side. No, we're not infringing copyright laws by Disney and the films. <laughs> Nor are we referring to DC. DC? DC. Oh, DC. You know, dark side. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, really <laughs> But no, we're not referring. No, we're referring to the dark side. It's spooky. It's spooky. So don't spooky. I don't know if they remember. Uh, remember when we were talking a few years ago? <clears throat> when we used to do this on a more regular basis, uh, there was a show. What was it on? Uh, it was called the Paranormal Cafe, and it was the streaming radio. We talked about a bunch of stuff then too, but um, there's also a what's the show on um, network television, not network cable television, that had those people who were trying to capture demons in things and then trying to blow them up. Oh yeah, I remember they were the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. Hmm. That's it. So they blew up a, 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 a supposed divot box. Yeah, uh, I remember they, watching that. Didn't they like capture? Supposedly, they had a mirror box uh-huh. that captured a demon inside of it. Supposedly. Yeah, and then they wrapped it with dynamite. Yeah, and blew it up. Blew the box up. Yeah. Wasn't it thrown into a river or yeah. something? Yeah, it was blown in, in the river. river. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 kind of what I'm thinking myself is the fact that you know if something is that powerful. You know, what's the theory behind that? That a box with mirrors in the inside, I guess, is making the mirror of realm from Dr. Strange. And um, so, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, what, I mean, is there a theory behind that? Is it because the mirrors? I'm not real sure. Personally, I don't know. Well, I know the reason why. you know, mirrors are covered in certain homes, especially Jewish homes at funerals. Which was a thing, too. Yeah. And they're also believed to be portals and stuff like that. Yeah. But my question is, and, you know, vampires were not supposed to have reflections of them. Right. But my question is, from this part, mirrors in those days had silver on the backside of them. Right. They don't use silver anymore. So... Could the vampire seem something now? That's what I've always wondered. Because the silver, I think, is what was actually the important part of the mirror that would not allow his reflection. Because you can kill a vampire with silver. Right. So, or wound him. So, so, if he's looking in a mirror that has silver and he doesn't see himself, mm-hmm. is that a bad reflection of himself? <sighs> no opinion of himself. That's one of our, that's one of our, uh, that's one of our, um, tour. That's got to be one of the tour darts, man. <laughs> that's right. We have a tour every October, starting in October. We are doing on Fridays and Saturdays. And our first ones are actually over in Lake Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then our second one now, the same night, is in Auburn. Mm-hmm. So. If you're in the Auburn Block area, uh, on Friday and Saturday nights, uh, in October, Stop by. These are free, absolutely free. You just have to show up. But donations are accepted. Yes, they are. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's what I was thinking about. You know, it's like, I could possibly buy the idea that the mirrors were actually silverback mirrors. Mm-hmm. That somehow the, the entity was trapped inside there. You seem to kill me. Sorry. We'll work again in um, but yeah, I mean, but you want to see where that problem is because now it's it's just this reflective stuff that has no silver in it whatsoever. Um, but the other thing to me is that if, when you think uh, you know, a demonic force, um, something that's supposedly super evil, you know, 
And I know, according to the four books of occult philosophy, that these entities, and I guess this is the idea, is that they're actually made out of subtler matter. They're just it's like, but they can be harmed. They cannot be killed, but they can be harmed because they are this like subtle matter. So you can give them an ouchie? Basically. Um, well, you know, if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever sat down and you've read the Keys of Solomon, the greater and lesser Keys of Solomon. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, they talk about the sword of the arts. Right. All those swords, they're the, the main one is basically endowed with very certain names of God. And it's blessed in a certain way that supposedly through the blessings and through the anointings and the prayers, it's supposed to endow a magical or spiritual endowment onto the sword that will actually allow those swords to physically harm these entities. Because according to the Keys of Solomon, even though there's a big debate, um, oh, you know, one. Uh, I'll tell you something later. <laughs> um, but the idea is that because it can become brought into full physical manifestation, which I've talked to several people who've actually done this, where they've actually seen these things come before the full physical form in front of them, um, they have these swords with them. And granted, they're not supposed to be able to cross the circle that's cast. Because these people are, they do like eye magic. And, um, but they say that that's what, that's what it is. Even though they look solid to you, they're actually this subtler made stuff. That's why they can like, mutate and change and everything else. But the idea is, I think, people are trying to blow up a box the demons have that somehow you're going to hurt it a little bit. It's not going to kill it because it's one with the law of energy. You can't destroy it. You can't change it. Yeah. Uh, well, it can be changed. It can go from one thing to another, but you can't make it or destroy it. Exactly. It's always there. So, <laughs> all I know... All I know is if somebody trapped me in a box and blew my butt up with freaking dynamite, I would not take that lying down. I think I'd come back a little bit. So. Yeah. I think that's why they put it in the river because the running water supposedly can't crush running water. They're just stuck in the middle of an island in the river. Well, I have I have issues on that. I'm thinking that, you know, it's like if you put, what was the new show that we were watching? Um... Uh, when we were just talking about uh, Russell Crowe, the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, the Pope's Exorcist. Um, they were, uh, that's actually a pretty good movie. It's actually pretty pleased with the effects. I'm pretty sure it's well blown out of proportion, but at the same time, it made a good, it made a good movie. Uh, so I enjoyed it. Uh, I just wish I could find a church like that with a hidden secret, sacred, secret, secret uh, catacombs and things like that. I was like, yeah, I don't know That'd be cool. I don't think so. But, you know, a lot of people just need to think, people need to think about that kind of stuff anyway when it comes to uh, to the paranormal because, you know, and I guess it's a matter of faith, too, isn't it? Yeah, it would depend on, you know what, one of these days I might learn to talk. That would be so cool. That is. Okay. I always like to keep these in. It's a little bit more fun. It is more fun. Anyway. I guess it would depend on what you believe and how you believe and how much you believe. Because mm. some people just don't believe in you. Mm. That is, uh, and, and you know, that kind of, that is a question because even if, let's say, they are being confronted with something demonic. Mm-hmm. And this was saying, I guess it's a matter of faith. If you don't believe in demons, but yet if a demon was actually doing something to you. It's down circles. It's But that would be the question. It's like, even though you don't believe it can still be that's what it is. But I'm talking about like, you know, when we've dealt with investigations, and we've had people who have us come in and do investigations, and we actually do find something. Because there's been a few cases where we really have found some serious stuff going on. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, and we tell them, and we tell them to know, like, you know, we're not here, we don't do exorcisms, we don't do anything like that. All we do is collect evidence and say, yeah, there is something here, or no, there's not. So, you know, I was just, you know, I've always noticed that when it comes down to it, that it is a matter of faith in the person, mm-hmm. if they're going to get that thing out of their house. But how many times have we heard stories about people who have exercised the house, you know, air quotes, um, that everything's perfectly fine, and then, uh, hell and back. 
Well, here's the thing, though. But then when they move, early. but then when they move out of the house, it all starts back up. So why is that? When we've heard of cases like that, yeah, where people will will I brought my priest in or brought my pastor in or whatever, and they will like and they did this and this and this, and all of a sudden the house calmed down. But then when somebody else moves back into that house, boom, they have an issue. It's, it is kind of like the exorcist, the Pope exorcists, because that was the issue. They said we've had issues with this place before, you know. So, what is it? You know, is it they actually did something when they left, and they're like, yeah. oh, we'll just come back with more people." Yeah, you know. Also, is it because of that faith and belief that is keeping it at bay? And once that faith and belief is gone, it's going, "I'm free." I mean, or is it just like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what, I was, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, is, there, is this like, if they have enough faith, because I have heard where cases where people have done exorcisms of houses and blessings and stuff like that. But then what would happen about a month later, or a year later, several years later, they'll start hearing a little scratch. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it starts back up again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gets even worse. But what, and some of the stories I've seen of this, I've noticed that these people, before the stuff starts back up, they've kind of um, opened up physical doors in the spiritual way for these things. They start doing that, so they'll do that, or they'll start inviting things back in, you know, stuff that is more, and that's what I'm saying, so it's more of a personal level, more yeah. of a faith level. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something that kind of makes you question your own faith, and all of a sudden these things that you use your faith to get rid of, all of a sudden, certain people come back in. Yeah, so that's what that's what that's what I tell people. I say, look, you can, you know, have all the faith and belief you want in the world, but if you are not one hundred percent on board, it will not work. No, that worked a little while. Uh-huh. But I mean, if you have even just the smallest inkling of doubt, not gonna work. Yeah. Well, it's like you know they say in the you know, I am Jewish, but I do not need testament. Mm-hmm. But it says you know a grain of the mustard seed. Faith inside of a mustard seed can be mouth, basically. Mm-hmm. So the question is, if that much faith can move back, can do so much, how much, if you have that much doubt, mm-hmm. what can that bring about? So it's almost happening soon. But you know, it's cool. It is cool. Because you know, that's what I'm saying. It, it seems like a lot of this stuff doesn't, I've known too many places. That people have told me multiple times, and I've heard over the years, oh, they did this back in the 30s, they did this back in the 60s, they did this back in the 80s, and everything calmed back now. But it's like it's anybody's had like the 80s ago. for a long time ago. For well, the 70s for me was 50, 50, 53 years ago. Next month it'll be 55 for the 60s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Think about it. We're 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 several several years away from it. We're several years away from the. That's not the ever. Yeah. But no, I mean that's that's what I that's always what I'm thinking of about people's faith, people's um, actual, you know, how they hold things at bay. I mean, and is it the is it the um, People put crosses up or all this other stuff. Is it the people's mind or subconscious brain? And I'm not trying to step on anybody's faith or anything, but is the belief in that thing that you put up, the cross, whatever, you know, that you're married, whoever, that you believe that this is like a shield of protection? Is that faith and believing what that thing is supposed to be? Is that what's holding you back? Because, you know, things that are made holy, no matter what they are, these things don't like. These demon things don't like at all. I mean, you could have a, you could have a freaking you know, tablespoon that could be blessed and made holy because it's sanctified and set apart according to scriptures. Then uh, they don't like that thing. Like, no, that's something that you know, it's you know, set apart. So is it the faith that I put this cross that it's going to, you know, protect. 
you know, we've, even though you've seen movies, we've seen stories and had stories of people who have gone into houses and the crucifixes all over it, and yet there's demons bouncing off of your wall. <laughs> you know, you, you know. But the question is, again, do they have to have that renewal of faith every day that these things are doing their job? And see, that throws me into a really odd idea and question here, if you, if you really want to think about something. Sure. So, every you know you 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 know most people here are fans of these uh, TV shows with Bill Summers and everything. You notice that every time they run into something kind of demonic or scary, they start quoting Christianity. Yeah. And then everything's okay. But they don't quote anything else. So are they proving that Christianity is the only true religion? <laughs> Well, that's a good question. Well, um, I don't know. Well, I have actually seen a show where they showed some rabbis doing an exorcism, basically. And they were they used to say they were not using New Testament scriptures. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good point. The question is, is um, if someone is, like, if they bring in a priest, but the person's not Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, I've always wondered about that. I mean, is that... Somebody comes in and they start doing the Hail Marys and they're Protestant and they don't believe in you know, the Hail Mary, Mary yeah. then that's not going to do anything. I don't think it's going to bolster their faith. It might do something temporarily because of that person's faith. But it's not going to be a long-term solution a long-term. Mm-hmm. Or say your 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 significant other mm-hmm. uh, believes one way and you believe another. Okay, I was wondering. Okay. I hear a But no, I mean, yeah, well, that is that's another thing. I mean, you have people who are like, Jewish and Catholic, Christian, Catholic, Protestant. Yeah, like, uh, you know, me, me and my wife. She was Catholic, uh, Protestant. <laughs> And for a long time, uh, being the Catholic stuff, that's what our son is. And he's just really confused. <laughs> I ain't sure how to pray. <laughs> he just goes, help me, God damn it. <laughs> Why do I want to do that? That's help me, God, comma, damn it. Oh, gotcha. Hail Mary full of grease. Hail Mary full of grease. (laughs) I was trying to see how a couple prayers you can put together and go Pentecostal. Hallelujah. (laughs) You know, I was raised, I was actually raised in the Pentecostal church. I I do follow the Jewish faith now. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, you always think about. What is, and that's that's always been our biggest question in our group that you and I do Mm -hmm. is, um, Partially the other kind of the other people that we do with every once in a while. Is the fact that um, what is the mechanisms per se? And, and a lot of people are, are like, well, it's just a matter of faith. Who's yours, theirs, yeah, I mean, both of you? Know, what is what? It's a matter of faith to believe if you say this and do this. But what's the mechanism? It's like, is, it, is, it, is it your faith in, in, in Mary or your faith in Jesus or your faith in God yeah. I mean, or your what, faith in George over there? Yeah. I mean, what, which part of, especially in the Catholic faith, you have a whole bunch of saints. Mm-hmm. So if you're praying to a saint, is it the saint that's doing it or is the grace of God upon the saint that you're praying for that's doing it? So, or is it just your faith in general? Yeah. I mean, I personally feel like I think that it's that individual's faith in faith. general. Yeah, but if that faith starts to slide or if it starts to, um, I think, waver, like they kind of forget about it. Yeah. Then I think that's why some things can work their way back in to people's lives and in people's homes. I mean, because um, if you have um, if you have something you have to be diligent over, you know that this is a weak spot in your life, especially spiritually. These things, whatever they are, whatever you want to call them, they kind of kind of seem to maneuver through on those levels and get back to them. 
or something. But that was that one once again it's that one most sliver now. Yeah. So you know, or 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 it could also be because many times we've heard of people who say, Oh, I can take care of this. I've done this, I've I've got this taken care of. And it's pride. Mm-hmm. And I'll always in my mind when I hear that, I think this. I think there's a demon or something over here going, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> it's like just keep on talking. Come on, come on, pride comes before the fall. Come on. Don't mean to be getting off on the Christian thing here or, or, or a religious aspect of it, but I mean it is a church, man. I'd like to know, you know, what do we as a human being put out in a level of, of that kind of faith or whatever, no matter you know, if you whatever how your faith works, but that level of faith, that level of whatever that actually holds these things back, actually can compel them. To leave, to go away, and not to come back. Granted, like I said, we've known so many cases where people came, it came back on them, or it stayed away, and then they moved out of the house mm-hmm. several years later, and all of a sudden, boom, this thing's back and back and forth. So, and you know, that happened at uh, Telfair PP. Yeah. Because yeah. old uh, Sydney yeah. went roaming around. Well, not just that, they had a. Um, they had a, uh, I spoke to the lady who told me this, and I kind of got a little aggravated about that. Because when she told me what she did, she was from New Zealand. She was a set designer. She was from New Zealand. Can't remember her name. And she said that she did some stuff, whatever, and it pushed Sydney out of the house, pushed him out of the, of the theater. theater. Yeah. Well, I think personally, I think there's two there. Me personally, I think there's two. Um, I think the other ones are the Well, I think there's, well, when I had my experience, I heard footsteps. Because Sydney never seems to be seen walking. He always makes an appearance. He's always missing his leg. But this, whatever this was, walking. And I kind of always wondered, maybe if it's not the best of Mr. Telfer or Pete, or Mr. Telfer himself. Because, you know, I think, you know, he died of a massive heart attack. Right. And that was his, that was his baby. Yep. But that place wasn't built until after his death. Well, here's the thing. You remember in the story, they invited the spirit over. The spirit's over. Or the spirit over. Well, if you say, hey, you're more than welcome to come, but you're not really saying the name. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Then if there is something there, then he could have been over there. Mm-hmm. Well, or it could have been someone else who had passed away, but I just have a feeling that I think personally, I think there's two. Yeah. They just show up at different times just because of my personal experience. I don't, yeah. <laughs> unless Sydney has an invisible leg. Normally, he might. He might have that ghost leg. Ghost leg. He's a ghost with a ghost leg. Yeah. I can't see it, but no one's there. But yeah. See, look, I'm standing on it. Yeah. Here, bloop. That's you just So, but yeah, I mean, so when she pushed him out, but then she left. Um, I think either that year or the following, when she left. The juju came back because I talked to some people about that that was there, and um, and I said something about it. I said, "So do you have any? Has Sydney shown back up?" They said, "Oh my God, he came back and he was pissed." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" They said, "There was stuff going crazy. Stuff was crying. Lights were not working. Things were not working. All this stuff was going haywire." Um, and I said, "Well, she shouldn't have done that." I mean. Sydney has never done anything malicious to anybody. So my thing is, is um, you know, don't if it's not harming you or it's not doing any harm. I mean, the only thing Sydney wanted was millions to watch the uh, watch the, the shows with. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be good. And you never know what Sydney might actually have been doing for the place that we couldn't see. But yeah, when I would do work there, I would always. Bring a bag of M&Ms and peanuts in and go, hey, Sydney, these are for you. Put them somewhere where no one would see them. So I kept up to the history of what's uh, it. I didn't see them. Because there is a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Neither do I. Yeah, and plus, you know, we're not sitting around trying to really, really communicate with Sydney either. True. And, uh, and I think that, I think. Um, so that, that's another question. Trying to talk to the dead, like, you know, 
investigators do, is that performing a seance? Yes. I 100% believe that's performing a seance. I think that's why there's so many religious aspects from all the different faiths that they have an issue with that. Because in several different faiths, it says, do not communicate with the dead. Mm-hmm. And because it, it says, do not know. Well, I'm not asking the dead to know the future. Because that's really what they're talking about. Like, don't ask more about the future because they don't know about the future. Um, but, you know, it's. I can see a lot of people, we've dealt with this before, where people get overwhelmed by doing uh, EVPs, sitting around. They become obsessed with them. Yeah. Because they're getting this communication. Right. And the question is to me, is that communication the right communication? Or is that like maybe a demon tempting you? Yeah. Or, or, or leading you astray, so to speak. Or just basically really tormenting you. Yeah. And you and you don't even know you're being tormented because you're getting so addicted. Some people are getting addicted to their phones. They don't know they're getting addicted. They all of a sudden they realize that every two minutes they're getting their phone and checking. Or going on Facebook. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? And I'm guilty. That's the problem. I'm never. Thought was. I mean, I, sometimes I post stuff. I just like to see what the response was from people. Were. I don't post things. Well, I do. Because I hit my fingers are so damn big. I hit the wrong buttons. <laughs> I'm like, the heck with it. Ain't bothering. <laughs> I, I have to read it because I found the. Uh, the, the auto check, the auto spell. I have said some weird stuff that I'm like, I have no idea what I was saying there, but that is not what I was saying. But, um, but that's something that I, that I thought about, but you're right, though. I mean, these are a form of a seance because you're trying to get a response, you're trying to get a, trying to get a rapping and tapping and knocking, uh, you're trying to get them to come in and speak to you. And what did they used to do during spiritualism? Same thing. And how many people sit around in a circle and try to, to do things? Yeah. That is the definition of the seance. I mean, they have, instead of being flat, now we have flashlights that they're trying to turn off. Yep. They used to say, oh, make that flame flicker. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I think probably making flame flicker was a whole lot easier than making turning the light off. Was it? Yeah. I don't know if you watch some of these shows, they look pretty simple. Yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'd be kind of worried that something they could, they could touch. <laughs> See, that'd be me when I say, oh, I'd be screwed. One of these, uh, the new uh, bunch I was talking about coming back over here. This is not a plug for, nor am I receiving any income from Project Fear. Now, they had one where they had the EVP, and they were sitting in this, almost uh, it's a prison. And they were asking this question. And they got this EVP back that you were surprised that you didn't hear. And that's always been the mystery of me for EVPs. Why is it that you get some EVPs like you and I have gotten? Remember the one? No, you don't you weren't there for that one. But I've gotten an EVP from unfortunately a good friend of ours that have passed on now. Um, we were checking out his equipment at um, Spring Dollar. Yeah. And it says, where, where, where's John? Mm-hmm. And it sounded like a voice, a regular anybody voice talking to us in the room, but we never even heard it until we played the back. Mm-hmm. So and we weren't even asking questions. We were talking. And you heard this voice go, where's John? And John was the, was the caretaker property. So I'm sitting here going, you know, how cool is that? So, but no, I think that's where people have to be careful because... And I don't like when people go use my energy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's so you're, good. So, so you're like you're giving possibly the demon free reign over your body. Well, let's not even say demon. Let's say, let's say it's a human entity. Yeah. Let's say it was a living person at one time. Right. I mean, that's your question. That's your question. If you all of a sudden start going, and maybe they can get you possessed or with their fingers like this, I don't even know. That's a bad sort of um, but yeah, I mean, I think that even at that point, if you, when you say, well, you use some of my energy, that means that they have to come into contact with you to use this energy. So you were saying you have access to me mm-hmm. when you say that. Yep. And I think that's a dangerous thing, even if you don't believe in all that, even psychologically, 
for some of these people who really, really believe this stuff. I think psychologically saying something like that can trigger something subconsciously in your brain that, okay, oh, I was tired, I got this, 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 and this, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I can't understand my mom. It's right here, it's right here. Kind of weird, man. But you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. See, what would be that and so forth? No. Just kind I'm of looking for like a moment of walk out to me right now. Because I sound just exactly the same. Yes. I told you one day I'm going to learn to speak. Oh, and yeah. just like I'm going to learn to breathe uh, Dr. Pepper someday. I will breathe Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. I have been trying for the past 55 years. I will succeed one day and breathe Dr. Pepper. For sure. Um, completely forgot what I was going on this train. It derailed on me, sorry. This is Well, we're talking about, just talking about the... Oh, yeah, the use of the energy and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you're kind of giving a, hey, look what you can do to me. And then, like, say something happens that's not good, and you go, wait a minute, was it because I did this? Yeah. And something else happens, and that starts making me paranoid, and then it can just go downhill from there. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, because of the subconscious Mac level, the subconscious level, even if it's nothing actually going on, they're going to believe something's going on. And in a way, you know, it's been proven that you can affect randomly generated numbers on a machine. That what can your mind do to yourself to make you start believing that these things are going to happen, and then will that make things happen, or will you just be? Could you subconsciously be making bad things start to happen to you? That's something. Mm-hmm. But that to me, when I hear that, or I hate provoking. I do too. Um, I don't think you have to provoke somebody or something. Now, I think if you were, I think if you're at a location, let's say a cemetery, yeah, or not someone's home, I don't agree with people who provoke inside someone's home. Because if you are dealing with something that's dark, or even a, a bad entity, a human person that was a bad person in life, they're a bad person in death. Yeah or the energy that's left is bad, then you're just going to piss it off. And then when you're gone, the people that are here or left there, they're going to be the ones that have to suffer the wrath of this thing. And they're going to be pissed. Rich going to be pissed because they're like, well, you walked in here mm-hmm. and look how they treated you. Yeah. I mean, I just scratch on walls every once in a while. Here you are. They're calling me bad names. I'll never call you a bad name. You know? So, yeah, I mean, that's something to... That I've always thought about there's certain things that I've seen that I just don't agree with. So, but like, um, I'll tell you what, um, something that we were just talking about a second ago, uh, the candles and the flashlights and stuff. Yeah. What do you think about, do you really think, like, I know there seems to be a lot of anecdotal evidence from the shows, but, like, the things that they can touch that actually seem to be a spot. Do you think that how much is that? It's just coincidence. You think a lot of that's just coincidence that is happening. Yeah, because in some cases. Yeah, because to me, if you think, if you look at it, it's like, well, that's a good question. No, that's a good question, right? And it's never an instant response. It's a uh, da, 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 about twenty seconds, thirty seconds later. Oh, it flashed. Yeah. Well, that could be just it's shorting out, and it takes thirty seconds between shorts. Yeah, this one. I have seen one device that I really like, and if I could get my hands on it, I'd love to get my hands on it. It's, it has it's a pyramid shape, or a triangle shape, and it has a red light, and it has a green light. And they have to touch either side of this thing, and you know, it's attributed to colors. So it's not being slightly this or this. So I was actually kind of interested in that, and it's a... As a piece of paranormal activity, because I watched one show where they had this thing, mm-hmm. and it was pretty impressive. I mean, they were actually asking questions. There was no delay. I mean, while they were asking the questions, camera was still there. The thing would go green or go red. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because I was thinking, because my question is like, if you can touch something, you can turn on. What if there's some sort of earth magnetic or earth field, or there's some sort of rumble, or some sort of infrasound, or something that we can't sense? With that little bit of wiggling that it can make that thing do. Yeah. So, that's what I've always wondered about. So. Like that's an elephant. Pass it by. 
And that's another thing people don't think about. Um, and you hear about it, but I'm amazed at how quickly people forget things. Yeah. Infrasound. Yeah. So many people don't understand that there's these low frequencies. And do happen. Yeah, that you're not aware of. And they're natural from the earth. Like, you know, the earth is moving. Yeah. And even though they've shown where construction sites, they could be a mile away. They they could be like hammering and it'd just be at the right uh, mm -hmm. frequency. And it could be the vibrations traveling through the ground could be hitting your house. Yep. And come right up into your house and make things vibrate and make things move. So, yep. I mean, um, beep, 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 beep. well, like I live, we don't, I don't live too far away from the rock quarry. And I can tell you what something we're talking about. Yeah, it's like us. We, we live like right beside the rock quarry. Yeah. I mean, I live less than a mile from the rock quarry. But I didn't hear the sound. But you would, if you were outside, you could feel this slight vibration mm -hmm. in the ground. And that's basically becomes infrasound. Because it, and yeah. it can, and it's been shown how bad infrasound can actually mess with you. You know, psychologically. It can really make you think other things are going on than they actually are. Yep. In fact, there's a case over in England they, were, they had this issue where stuff was on the um, balcony, not the balcony, on the fireplace, and it had glasses, and they put a glass on there, and the glass would eventually literally sit there and watch it, it start moving across the thing, move very slowly across it, um, and then it would fall off. Well, it turns out that the house actually had an underground river underneath it and the water going by was causing this certain harmonic that it was causing that it was going back up through the ground going into the house and going right into that um that uh yeah oh. yeah and causing it to go off I see, i've actually seen this on one of these uh, uh shows they were showing one time that this egyptian uh, statue it would, it's in a museum mm -hmm. and it would start off the day this way and then it would slowly turn yeah. Turns out when they put the uh, motion stop, you know, motion camera on it, it mm -hmm. was slowly turned during the day due to the traffic outside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that's what we say. It's like a little bit of vibration here and there. And that's why people need to really don't jump onto the um, boat of saying, oh, if I have a ghost or other mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the environment that can cause quote unquote paranormal activity there in the boat. Environment. So, exactly. I'm guessing certain stuff like you. <laughs> so, we're going to move on to something different too. All right. So, hold on a second. All right. This one more. Great products for your orange days. So, uh, the reason why I'm yeah, uh, talking changing this because now we're going to move over to the most, one of the most famous things that get it fun. Yes. So, um, if anybody has any idea about the Dibbit box, apparently during the World War II, yeah, uh, this Jewish family managed to capture a demon inside of this box mm -hmm. and sealed it inside there to just protect family members or yeah. whatever it was. Um, that seems to be the story behind the Dibbit box. And eventually, it was in a, a store. And this person bought it because they thought it was interesting. They described what was inside of it. They opened up for their grandmother or their mother, and she all of a sudden suffered this hate. And apparently, that's a different story. She always liked to come over her, and they both come out of the box, the box. But um, then they got it back in the box again, finally. And then apparently, if you open the box, the rivet can come out, which is a Jewish name for a demon. Non-human uh, entity, uh, but I was watching. Apparently, the problem is is there's no there's no really in any kind of folklore even like that that I've been able to find any mention of anything called a bitter box. Yeah. So, and I looked at and I've seen the box. Of course, you know the Zach Baggins kind of good feet. Um, 
So, um, but my, my thing is I saw it and um, when they open the box or they've shown the inside of the box, it's, it's interesting because coming from a Jewish background, Sorry, it was funny. <laughs> this happened. Um, but uh, it's from a Jewish background looking at this box. And they opened it up and so they're looking at it. Like, That's a wine box. And then they were pulling stuff out and the words that were in there and the, the lighting and everything else that was shown in there and the words that are on the back of the box. It's, uh, it's like a basically translates saying blessings and the kingdom of God forever. Amen. That's what it says. Um, this looks like to use Akhenazim's team, it looks like a Shabbos box. It's like a, a box that somebody used for a Sabbath. So, because everything that was inside the box, a lot of those connections, even though it was a single world, that, that can't be used for, Sabbath, for the Sabbath. It doesn't have to be two, it can be um, two candles or one oil cup or vice versa or whatever you want to do. And I think that this is a Sabbath box that the Jews, the Jewish family used and kept it their stuff in. Now, I don't think, I wouldn't think that a somebody who would use a Sabbath box to capture a divot would, would actually do that because they're like, well, how do we open this box and make Sabbath? So that's what, that was my problem. Everything that's on there, it just doesn't make sense for it to be used as a box to hold the you know. In fact, if you look at the Keys of Solomon, now there is a mentioning of a box instead of the Keys of Solomon that they would actually engrave the name of the demon. Because if you have the name of the demon, according to uh, Colt Moore, you can do harm to the demon. And you have control over it. You have control over it. And you can do harm to it. It's being uh, obstinate, or if it won't appear, you can make the threat of taking this box and turning it into the fire. And if the name burns, if they burn, and pain doesn't kill them, but it inflicts pain upon them. So that could be the closest thing I would say could be even thought of as a epic box. But I don't, I don't personally, feel, I would love, I would love for Zach Baggins to ask me to come out there. I, I would, uh, I would open up the divot box, take the glass off, put it in the reading some of the stuff they have on the, the, the Hebrew prayers they put on the, the plexiglass. Um, I'm sitting here going, I'll open it. I have no fear of opening it. I personally, I mean, it's like they, that's what that box is. And if it is what it is, why don't they read the prayer on the back? Because maybe that prayer on the back, talking about blessing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, um, then, the, uh, then the people, maybe that's how you open it. Maybe you say that prayer and then you open it. There's plenty of boxes that you know how to open them for you if you ask like a protection spirit or entity to be over the box. Someone opens it unworthily, which I have not asked permission, then they could be attacked. So you just have to know how to open it. So why not? One of them, so being a demon, you're just opening it wrong, and if you're being attacked. Exactly. That's, that's the other thing I was thinking that what they're assuming to be a demonic thing could be a protective thing that is, they're just triggering you. And this is attacking you. It's a trap. It's a trap. What is that for? The other dark side. Thank you. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so my question is, read the back prayer and open the box. Or say the prayer in, in humility and open the box and see if the thing comes out of it. You know, say, say a prayer for opening the Sabbath, open the box and the Sabbath. Maybe you're not, maybe these people are like, well, I don't want anybody to open this box except only I didn't need and that might be what it is. It's a holy box set apart by these people. And it has a protector over it. Like the golems. <laughs> <laughs> you mean... No, that's something in there, man. Not golem. The golem. The golem. The golem. Golem. That's a golem. That's different than golem. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. Golem is a big, big clay uh, man with the word of God over his forehead. Basically, the name, you can remove one of the letters, the name is light. You can remove one of the letters and you can So the rabbi needs to remove the first letter. But what's so weird about the golem is that. Uh, oh. Golem. Golem. Uh, golem. That's the story there. Yeah, you just can't pronounce it right. I, I want to say golem. Uh huh. I mean, I just did it. Just took it out to myself. I'm of glove. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's like an inanimate object created through mystical the Kabbalah of the Jewish mystical, right? And it supposedly protecting the, the ghettos of that part of the world. Then, when it's done, the white felt part of the name, and what's weird is there is a clay figure. I guess it's, I don't know if the synagogue is still there anymore or not, but there was a clay, a full size clay figure. On top of this area inside the synagogue, in the right frog, I think it was a frog, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it was in Prague. So it's kind of weird that there was a clay figure, a full-size man clay figure, that was supposed to be the historical golem. Golem, golem. Golem. I said it right first time. Yes, you did. Golem. 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 So. But yeah, I mean, so that's kind of, you know, that's another thing where we supposedly there is evidence of this thing that mm-hmm. really does exist. Of course. Hmm? Of course. I wouldn't mind being able to I put one around this house and dare somebody to come. That's what I got my dog for. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, Golem? You're going to get a Golem? You have to get the right down close to that. Um, not this red mud we got. <laughs> no, no, not this red clay we got. You know that you were supposed to dig out. Uh, over this one right over there, <laughs> in the bank of the ditch, yeah, yeah, full, yeah. full of red clay. <laughs> over here is sand, so I don't think you want to build it out of the clay. Uh, going through the house, we got red clay. Yeah. Over here, we even have some gray clay. We actually have clay clay. Yeah, I mean, that's another mystical object that's made. I mean, things have been made that have been endowed with magic power or powers. Like this microphone here. Yeah, it's got power. It's got power going to it. So, but no, I mean, that's the other thing. But but for me, I look at the Divot box, and I think that it's got a lot of hype to it. And do I believe objects can be inhabited by things or have an attachment? For sure. I mean, we did an investigation one time where this table definitely had something attached to it. Yep. And it, was, uh, it turned out to be from someone's aunt that was a spiritualist. And it turned out that table was never properly you know, finished her ceremonies or her thing. Apparently she did closing for And the things that we kept getting through and the messages that we kept getting from other people is like, well, I can come in here and find them off. And you see there's a, something's active. They figured out there was a table. But the table was actually letting off a really creepy vibe for me. And I was actually, actually, I was the one who asked whose relative was in spiritualism. I said, that's what, because looking at the age of the table and what I was feeling about it, that had to be what it was. And it turned out that this one girl, her aunt, very old, um, passed away, who was in spiritualism, and left at the table. But that table was used by her aunt to perform seances and um, do communications. So it turns out that maybe she died before it was uh, closed correctly. But I found out later on the people moved out of the house. <laughs> now, if I had a way of taking that table that night, I actually offered it to you. Just out of pure curiosity. Just to see if you could do some experiments on it and see if you could actually document it. Hey, Tim, walk over here. That's where they walked. I got a million millions. There's so many people would want to see that. So, yeah, I mean, so a lot of people just need to realize that the demonic, what is labeled demonic, isn't. So a lot of people just need to understand that that's not 
not everything is not everything is evil. Not everything, even though it's portrayed that way, because of our society today. I think that's the problem. I think everybody is looking for something to blame. It's like, you know, but I think the Libic box itself, uh, and now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden there was, um, all of a sudden now there's a, a legend of there's, oh, there's 10 of them. There's, whatever, was it 10 Libic boxes now or something like that? Supposedly they have. I um, haven't heard. Yeah, I think that's a legend. There's so many of them. I found it interesting that they did. There's ten. Because like the seven swords of Merlin. Well, think of it like this: ten divots, ten spheres of the Kabbalah, the tree of life. And I'm sitting here going, I'm like, okay, y'all are taking this a little bit too far. And uh, I believe in a lot of crazy, crazy things that come to it. This one I can't wrap my head around and nor can't get my belief. So, yeah, I mean, I would love, like I said, I would love to go out there. And uh, open that box up. See what happens. Cause you're just crazy like that. Of course. Don't you? Because you have the ability to scare things off doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, it's like they open up, nothing happens. Yeah. In fact, you might hear some scream. No, not John Mark. So, but yeah, I mean that's. But to me personally, I mean all the stuff that I've seen. Um, Stuff we've experienced, recorded. And boy, have we recorded some stuff. Yeah. I, mean, we had a, I don't know if they're still selling the video or not over at Fort Columbus or not. Uh, I think they are. Yeah. I mean, you can go to Fort Columbus National Civil War Naval Museum's website. Mm -hmm. I'll call them. Um, unfortunately, I had a re edit of that show and the hard drive crashed. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find actually a hard drive that could the, the back of it that the electronics can actually work with. I'd like to just have that job because they have some really, some really good evidence on that. Um, that was going to be a new show that we did to Port Columbus that they wanted to um, get a duplicate just so they could set up. So I have no one to move it. But yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, we've got all sorts of good things. Seeing some weird things. You know. Definitely have. Yeah. So, I mean, had some even stranger things in order to drive us at them. But, you know, for me, it's just, I think people just need to understand that I think there is more to what we see. Yeah. I think, um... And not everything we do. No, no, I don't think so. I think people's fear makes it that. And, you know, you have to wonder, it's like, it's kind of one of well, you think I'm a demon, I'm going to be a demon. You know? Yeah. One of those things. Um, or is it the energy of that person that dictates what this thing you're having some times? That's not much. That's Yeah, we, you know, hey, we were told they were real. Exactly. So, we had to use the spirit box. Mm -hmm. asked, asked if the dinosaur goes surreal, and they said yes. And then you asked them what they are. What do you when you see one? And they said, right. They said, right. That was so funny. And it makes sense because you know you got the three scratches. Well, that's three claws from the Velociraptor. And growling because it's hungry and it's a dinosaur. It's dead for four billion You know, and they say you know, uh, you know what, what makes a ghost? You know, sudden death, not knowing that you're dead. What's more sudden than getting vaporized by meteor? Very true. Very true. I don't know if. You know, they have the glowing eyes because, you know, they're animals and they reflect. I are. It is weird. I'm telling you, dinosaur ghost, man. Dinosaur ghost. Well, you know, it's all about three. Going back to Fort Columbus and that one investigation where we had that really good crew because we used to do a lot of And that one guy who made some snide remarks about the Navy. Because he was Army. Yep. And uh, all of a sudden, he let out this loud like, scream. <coughs> Excuse me. And I got to see his back. There was three red. Sorry, yep. <coughs> Excuse me. There were three marks going across his back, not down, but from left to right. And then later on that night, when we were wrapping up, um, he kind of stayed around me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, you can see me, I'm six foot four, and I'm not a small person. Um, but 
it was funny because at the end of the night, the markings had changed. Because the first time I saw them, it looked like somebody had been burned by a curling iron. That same look to it. And but by the end of the night, we had three definite scratches. Not, I'm sorry, weren't scratches. These things were not scratched. This was no breaking of the skin. There was nothing. They did not, these did not look like scratches. What they looked like was calligraphy prints. Is what they looked like. But they, they were raised. Literate demons. Yeah. They, you know, they knew how to write. And I don't want them writing on my back. Um, but these things looked like a wide, a wide pin, a medium pin, and a fine pin. They weren't three identical markings. And they weren't even the same length. That's what was really interesting to me, is that they weren't the same length. So, and they had a taper. Like if you were to do, if you take a calligraphy pen and you raise the doll, those things came off if somebody had raised the pen. So they would flick at you. But it was the same way on three of them, but they were all different lengths. So they weren't done, it's like they weren't done at the same time. Even though they worked, it looked like as they change, and I've always wondered, I wish I could get a hold of that guy and see how long those marks lasted and see how it maybe has some scars from them now because they were blood red. Maybe he's now a trainer. Well, that night it turned out we did get a voice that said we already had a DVD already made, but that night we actually got someone saying that their name was Coffin. Or they said, I'm coughing. And we thought that it was somebody who was in a fire, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it turns out later on, there was a historical author. His last name was Coughlin. He was actually on the USS Hartford mm-hmm. in Mobile Bay. Right? You know, and, damn the torpedo guy. What's the captain? Very good. And. He was actually writing, journaling the events that were going on on that ship. And it turns out they actually found a book of his in the museum later on. So we think instead of the person saying, I am Coffin, like, <coughs> he's actually said, I am Coffin, the guy got the author. And um, of course, you had the wonderful incident where the guy with the ghost told you, like, you'll be okay. I said, well, as long as we were doing. Preliminary EVPs before the thing started me and one of the ladies, and I was putting a motion the, sensor in the, uh, in, the, in the little diorama area. And there's a big rope you got to jump over. I made it over the first time, didn't quite make it the second time. And it's funny because you, she had the thing on, you could hear, boom, and me hitting the ground. Yeah. And she's like, You okay? And then you hear this man's voice, oh, He's all right, get up. And you hear me going, Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> And we never heard the voice. Yeah, we never heard that. Um, but again, we had an event, that's the thing, might have been the same one, where we actually had walkie-talkies. Oh, man, that was shrinking. That was change like, channels. Mm-hmm. And they were brand new to me, so I didn't know how to change them. You had to go through all these pull-downs to change the channels. And we had static come through. Now, these things are digital. Digital walkie-talkies, as far as I understand, all the ones I've ever had, they don't get static. Mm-hmm. And you heard a voice, and I have the EV. I actually have the recording somewhere. I think it's somewhere on my computer. I'll have to see if I can pull it up and we can play it. But you can hear something saying, Help me. Mm-hmm. And hear. Yeah. We got the same thing about 10 minutes later in mine. Yeah. And it went, Gosh, yeah. And then another one, when we were playing it back, um, I was actually listening to it here. My son came by the room and heard me. He said, Did that just say they're here? And I'm like, yeah. And he heard it as he was going by. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, he, he and that's what he asked me. He said, did that just say? I said, that's exactly what he said. So it was, um, it was, it was really surprising kind of stuff that you can get at Port Columbus, all the events like that. So the biggest thing is, is like, this whole So our takeaway from the night is, um, there are strange things that do happen. They're not always demons, but they're not always demons. And, one thing that we always push in the biggest thing tonight is just always keep calm in the situation. Don't jump to conclusions because you can actually be scaring yourself more than what's actually yeah. going on. It could be just a problem that actually happens. 
Facebook som är. So on that one, we're going to wrap it up. Uh-huh. Say so, right. good evening. Uh, if you like to, you can check us out on Facebook, the Spectral Side. Um, so until next week, have a good one.